Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Today, friends, we have another exciting guest on the podcast. His name is John Michael. He's going to talk to us about his interesting views and perspectives on the state of our political system and what he thinks can be done about it. So welcome to the podcast, John Michael. Howdy. Thanks for having me. We are glad to have you, John. John, if you don't mind starting by giving us an introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch. All right. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so I'm John Michael. I live out in western Washington State, up in the Northwest. Um, just went through high school. I had a uh, you know, ages ago, graduated in 2008, and I had a history teacher who always said, you know, um, as, as you get older, you'll become more conservative, and as you're young, you'll be pretty liberal, and uh, I don't that, that just sounded weird to me, because I was pretty conservative as a young man, and I kind of went the opposite way. Huh. Um, I've got some, some good friends who... I have some good friends who've asked me some solid questions about some of my views, and uh, that that has been like, you know, kind of like you, you say something, and they're like, but who does that actually benefit? And you take a minute to think about it, you're like, it's the only people that benefit are the people that, like, told me to be angry about this, because then it makes me not think about it too hard. And that's where I kind of started looking at it the uh, other side of the political spectrum there, and then I found out those guys are just taking corporate money, too, and they, like, we can vote on whatever we want, but if their donors say no, it doesn't get passed, and uh, it doesn't seem to be working out so well for the rest of us. That kind of led me to hope for viable third parties, but with the money in politics, it's hard to get the money out of the politics, as it were, because it's already there, and it's pretty hard to challenge anyone who's in the establishment from the outside without starting at the very, very low local level. Um, I don't really know what else to say other than uh, happy to be here and happy to share my perspective and my hopes, but the problem is, is without a whole bunch of us on it, none of this is likely to change. Sure. So if you don't mind telling your audience, I'm calling you at a place we don't have most of our guests calling from. So kindly tell our guests, if you don't mind, where you're at right now. Uh, So uh, I'm on a tugboat in uh, western Alaska. We're currently... um, what, just just a little bit north of uh, Naknek, Alaska, and we're uh, fueling all these fishing vessels and tenders so they can do their sockeye salmon run and get those fish to the market. But if they don't have fuel, they can't move, and the whole thing breaks down. So that's what we're after doing. So you're fueling these vessels that have different commercial activities in them? Yeah. Yep. So have you seen anything interesting from 
the perspective of politics in the in your industry there as you're working there? Oh, very, very much. Um, so tugboating is uh, primarily very right-wing ideology, and you're very, very hard-pressed to find anyone who's, like, even remotely not Republican. Oh, my. Uh, even more so at my last job. Like, they had, so far as everything went, like, on top of the right-wing view, they were anti-union because, you know, the union just wants your money, et cetera. Like, all that anti-union propaganda. But a lot of them never worked for unions. Some of them had, and they didn't like it. But a lot of them had never, ever worked for a union, just had super negative ideas about unions. But now instead of working with them, I work up here for a union. I'm treated much better, not only by my office, but... My pay is better, my medical benefits are better, and it's just kind of like at this company where we are union, that that isn't really a, a thing so much. But at that company, everyone's just like, unions are bad, don't do it. You so, see the good side of unions in your position. Huh? You see the good side of unions in your position. Yeah, yeah. And, and like unions are like everything else. They're only as good as the people who are paying attention, right? It's just kind of like a political party. The political party is only as good as the people who are actively involved, right? Sure. Um, and so it, it just kind of like if, if you want a good union, you need to be involved, know what's going on, know what issues are actually issues and what things are just like creature comforts you kind of sort of miss but aren't that big a deal. Um, the, the, the other thing about, like, cause unions kind of directly relate to politics without necessarily being political themselves, but like, when you think about a union contract, or contract, excuse me, um, it, it's not just like the new stuff coming in the contract for you, but you've got coworkers in different positions and you, you look at, you know, what's changing for them too, right? And so if you're getting enough, but that other guy isn't getting enough, we kind of have enough solidarity to be like, no, that's not a good contract. We don't want it. And we won't vote for it. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I feel like that gets left out a lot in in our uh, political process where we're, as Americans, so so taught to just look out for us, our, our, our one self, our one family, that we don't even think about, well, like, this doesn't harm us. It doesn't benefit us. But what does it do to my neighbor? What does it do to, you know, person I haven't met two doors down? We don't even bother thinking about it. We're just like, well, it doesn't affect us, but we take no position on it. And sure. I, I, at least that's, that's how I feel. A lot of people just are like, well, it doesn't affect me, so I don't need to, need to have an opinion on it. And that may not be the case. So you think it's good to be concerned with things that don't directly affect you? I, I think it can be very important to uh, at least be aware of things that don't directly affect you because they, they do affect other people. That sounds wise. Yeah. 
we're not paying attention. I think it can get out of hand pretty quick. Sure. So how? So how do you think we should change the political system? What reforms do you see as being doable reforms that could make a difference? Well, I had a couple ideas. I had one idea where it was to uh, abolish political parties entirely. Oh my! Where it's where it's just more like yeah, and there 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 are some potential good things, but there are a lot of potential issues with that, and huh. um, make make our representative democracy slightly more. Uh, more responsible to the voters. Um, and then, but I kind of like weighed the, the benefits and uh, potential issues with it. And I just kind of was like, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to corrupt an individual with money than it is to corrupt an, a political organization. I was like, it still happens. Don't get me wrong. It definitely does. But it, it can't happen as easily or as quickly. Huh. Um, so, so my other idea was kind of just getting rid of the, the main parties we have now, and kind of looking at the political spectrum and starting five other parties that have no name association to the current parties, and just kind of like on this political area of the, the quadrant, which. Uh, you know, left side of the quadrant is left, right side of the quadrant is right, top is authoritarian, and bottom side of the, this quadrant would be uh, uh, libertarian. Uh. And you just kind of like start uh, some ideas in each, in the center of each quadrant and one in the center of all the quadrants. And you just kind of see who wants to be in what party at that point, and you vote on kind of those those that ideals and let the parties grow from there, just give them a starting point. Sure. So having more than more than two parties in the race would make it a lot harder for uh, the same donors to basically get everything they want from every representative regardless of party. Um, sure, I'm, I'm not saying it would be impossible, but it would at least cost them more money to do it. Uh, the the other idea I had was like trying to uh, to remove um, money, but it's actually like corporate money from specific politics. But our our nation would never go for that. It would just kind of be like all the funds that you're donating to uh, politics just goes into this general fund for uh, campaigning, and then there'd be rules on how people can campaign with it, but then no one's allowed to put their own money into campaigning, right? They all have to donate to a general fund that gets dispersed evenly based on um, what 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 role, whether it's state level or national level, and what specific role is how much of that campaign funding you can use, which would kind of even the playing field, and you would get more people able to run for political office than uh, currently because it takes a lot of money to run for political office but we may have some of the brightest political minds 
that we'll never hear from because uh, they, they weren't born wealthy, so they can't afford to run for office. Sure. But it's really hard to get any, like, this pass because you have to get it passed both the Democrats and Republicans, and uh, both seem to be pretty okay with the status quo on a lot of things. <laughs> and this would shake that up. Yeah. We want to shake it up. That's right. Yeah. Shaking it up would be good, but I don't... It's hard to... hard to get those guys in the office to be like, hey, uh, we want to do this thing that might cause you to uh, lose a little bit of your power. They kind of freak out about it. So you think their self-interest stands in the way of these reform possibilities? Right. It's like the whole thing where... Uh, you know, you can quote Nancy Pelosi on saying, no, we should definitely be allowed to be in charge of our own stock portfolios, even though we have information the general public doesn't. That's, that's our rights it's, as citizens of this country. And you're like, well, wait a minute. That's insider trading. For any of us, that'd be very, very illegal. So some people might yeah, not yeah. have a problem with insider trading because it's part of the free market. How would you respond to that? Well, I, I would say it's part of the free market if everyone had access to that information, right? Okay. Um, since it, it's not information everyone has access to, it's not really free market at that point. It's kind of shady. Like, sure. if it, it'd be like investing in a car company right before it got a government contract. I didn't know they had that government contract that they just won. That's fine. I, I just got lucky. But if, let's say, you know, Nancy Pelosi did it and she, you know, threw all of her free funds at it, that would be kind of dirty because she knew it had that government contract. I, I think a lot like how the presidents are supposed to put their stuff in blind trust. I think that may be pertinent to have happened for other politicians because there are definitely situations where they should not be able to trade on the information they have. And also, I haven't seen it specifically, but I feel like there could be some some hinge cases where if you're following, you know, some politician's stock portfolio and you see them bidding on certain things, if they have, you know, information about a contract that's technically classified and then they, they put it in there and you're paying attention to that, you, you could potentially be uncovering information the general public isn't deemed worthy to know for, for whatever safety reason of the government, right? Huh. I don't think that's happened yet, but it could happen where someone's just like, wait a minute, why is so-and-so investing in this firm that handles exclusively in that? Does, does it speak to something? And then they just uncover some, some classified plan that wasn't supposed to be out there. I don't know for sure if that could happen, but it feels like a potential. Yeah.
Britney Spears. Britney Spears. I'm trying. I've been trying to install this power strip while doing this. Oh, (laughs) multitasking. Yeah, best I can. That's good. Different parts of your brain. So, done. so what advantages do you think the Congress people and the senators get when they do the insider trading? Is it is it strictly a financial benefit or is it something else? Well, so when they participate in their insider trading, like they take benefit on their stock market and a lot of them, you know, a lot of people in our national level of our government are so old, they'll never be able to spend all the money they've accrued in the stock market. But when when they insider trade, you can almost trace it back to they also had so-and-so from that company's uh, lobbying group giving them donations and, and lobbying for the thing that they passed beforehand, too. So not only are they investing in getting it off the back end of passing the laws, but they're gaining money and power because those people donate to their campaign funds so they can get reelected before they even pass these laws. Okay. So so it's not a strictly individual discretion that they're doing. It's, it's affecting the whole political system. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's it. I definitely feel like the uh, insider trader portion of our government kind of corrupted and uh, twisted things from how they should run to how they do run. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have enough internet, but I had a couple of links. There was one that basically it was a study. I can't even remember where it's from, but they looked at whether the people wanted it versus corporate interests wanted it and most of the time in our nation the government who's supposed to be looking out for us the people they'll uh, pass the thing the corporate wants the corporate entities want instead of what we want when push comes to shove more times than not yeah. so those are some good thoughts you have about our system. Uh, definitely not running as in- intended. <laughs> so you think it's veered off track from the original intention? Oh, sorry. Uh, could you repeat? So you would say that, so you say it's veered off track from the original ideas behind it. I, I definitely would, would say that um, a lot of it can be traced back to uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, some of it being, you know, um, from basically making everyone believe that, like, corporations are people and they have a political voice, which kind of, <coughs> oh, excuse me which kind of geared us toward this whole, well, yeah, corporations are uh, allowed to have their political voice, and so it's not weird when corporation donates. 
way more than you and I will ever make to one person's campaign funds. Like, yeah, there are some limiting laws, but when they've got, you know, a parent corp and all of the, the corporations under it can donate that maximum limit, even though they're all under the same parent corp, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't technically break the break the limit because they're all separate entities under this one? doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that's the way to multiply their efforts while saving the same company, it sounds like. Also doesn't help that uh, they removed the, the Truth and Reporting Act back in the 80s, which basically meant that, uh, you know, propaganda couldn't just be shared as though it was news. And uh, now it can. And uh, we've, we've seen that play out a few times so far. There's been several times where you're like, listening to your news, well, at least for me, there have been several times where I'm listening to the news and I'm like, okay, and w- w- what is your point? And they're like, I'm outraged by this. And I'm like, but, but why should I care? Like, I get that you're specifically, your opinion is to be outraged by it, but I wanted, you know, factual information and you're not really giving me any other than just telling me to be angry about this thing you're also angry about. And that happens from ABC to MSNBC to Fox to all of them. Like, you just have to watch long enough. Certain ones will have certain things where they're not really giving you any information. They're just like, hey, we need to be not okay with this because we need to not be okay with it. And you're like, but sure. why? why? <laughs> like, explain to me. And they just, they don't have an explanation. They're just like, I was told to to say that you should be angry about it basically what it comes down to or at least that's what it feels like it comes down to it as the viewer I don't know I have a hard time biting into stuff like that because uh, I, I decided after my friends kept asking me questions like well who does this benefit who does this benefit I try to apply that logic to things and when they're like this is unacceptable and they don't give you any any fact-based reason why you start looking it up and you're like this i can't even find what they're talking about right now yeah. <laughs> sorry if i'm ranting i'm just trying to stay busy while also talking I'm uh, ranting, it's okay feel free to feel free to redirect me i'm not the greatest at public speaking hey don't don't you set yourself down so no this information is good it's the stuff that we like to have on this podcast we like to highlight what's wrong with the system and also, of course, how to solve it. So this is what we need here. No worries. No worries. I I like having a good internet connection where I can, like, actually reference things rather than trying to pull it from memory. That's okay. That's understandable. I I feel feel a lot like those internet guys or or those uh, news guys right now where I'm like, I don't... I don't have the exact study, but I know I've read it. Yeah. It doesn't do you any good. You're doing the best you can, so we appreciate that. No worries. So, John Michael, how can our audience support you in your efforts? Well, the best way to support me in my efforts is trying to, like, hopefully get 
money out of politics, or at the very least, the corporate money out of politics, or change how that works in some way. Okay. Be vocal about it. You have to be vocal about it to your local level officials. You have to be vocal about it to your state level officials. And uh, voting, voting is super important at, at every level. A lot of a lot of people I know, despite my advocacy, they'll only really vote for presidential elections. And it's like, but these, these local auditors and these other other things are still super important to vote for. And it's, it's more important that you look up that person and their history than it is that you just look at uh, their political affiliation. Because a lot of times, the difference between an R and a D on a ballot is basically nothing. Like, there, there are some Republicans and some Democrats who are just both moderate in their party, and there, there's no real difference between either of them. And you're just like, well, what, what is going on here? They, they claim to be a different party, but they vote the same way every time. Um, I like to support third-party candidates where I can, right. and I recommend that, that other people do so as well, but it is... Again, super important to to look at their history and make sure that they're in it for the reasons they're claiming on their little uh, intro in the book rather than their intro in the book tells a story, but if you look them up online really quick, you find out that's not at all who they are, which does also happen. All right, those are some good calls to action for our audience. We appreciate that. Yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, talk will be a good one for you guys. Sounds like it. John Michael, thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate your efforts and what you're doing and the views you're advocating for. I appreciate you guys having me on, and it was a lot of fun to make this happen, so I appreciate you being patient. Western Alaska does not have the best phone signal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we made it work, so there we go. That is that is true. All right, awesome. well, you guys have a good day. All right, wish you all the best in your personal and professional endeavors. I appreciate it. You as well. Bye now. Bye.